0: John said that you may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk a little bit about fellowship this morning. The definition, according to Jameson Brown and Fawcett, is a friendly relationship marked by ready communication and mutual understanding. God is not in the business of religion. He is after a relationship. He is not after our obedience to a certain set of rules, and by that we say, well, Lord, did, did I please you uh, by doing this or abstaining from doing that? He desires that we fellowship with him. In one place, the word of God says, you worship me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. He wants us. Amen. He wants more than a devotion to a set of rules or a particular denominational perspective. He desires a living Personal relationship with us. A friendly relationship. Amen. He wants us to know him. Because the truth of the matter is. The only people who are going to heaven. Are the ones that he knows. Remember what the Lord said. I never knew you depart from me. So it's not a you know. We want to know the Lord. But more importantly we want him to know us. We want to enter into this relationship. With almighty God. A friendly relationship. Marked by ready communication. We are given the privilege of communicating with God Almighty through prayer. It is marked by ready communication. It's a relationship and one in which we communicate with our Heavenly Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's also lastly marked by a mutual understanding. God knows who He is. We are to know who we are. We are to understand what our place is. We are uh, to understand that we are the purchased possession of God Almighty through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I did all this because we're going to go out to the fellow, quote, the fellowship hall, and you know uh, uh, help the children's committee out, and we're going to eat some great food, and we're going to enjoy uh, friendly communication with one another. And I, you know, it, we've always had a great time every year, and I. Figure this year isn't going to be any different than any of the previous years. So, you know, as I was seeking the Lord's will about what to share with you this uh, Sunday morning before we go out and, and support our children's committee, just the idea of fellowship came up, and I was, you know, uh, searching the scriptures concerning that. But the Lord stopped me at this first chapter of 1 John, because not only are we to covet and appreciate the fact that we have fellowship with God Almighty. Don't take that for granted. Because the blessings of that fellowship are many. Amen. He bestows more on us than we give to him. Jesus didn't say you've been faithful in everything. He said you've been faithful in a few things. Amen. Now I make you ruler over many. Our contribution in this relationship is really about like that. Our Lord covers the distance to make our relationship complete isn't it great to know that not just in this church environment not only in this sanctuary but as a child of God wherever you may be any time of the day or night that we have the opportunity to communicate with the Lord through prayer has anybody ever prayed to God you weren't in church you were at home or at work or somewhere else have you ever prayed to God anywhere besides here and the Lord answered your prayer. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed him right then? You couldn't wait to Wednesday night, couldn't wait to Sunday morning. Lord, it's, it's Tuesday afternoon, and I need you right now. And when you reached out to him, no matter where you were, he covered the distance. Praise God. And reached out to where you were. Now, verse 5, here we go. And this is really, as Brother Greg was leading the choir, I was going, ha, praise God. Verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. The Bible informs us that our Heavenly Father dwells on a throne and that the Shekinah glory, the light that emanates from him is so powerful that no mortal man can stand before him and live. And it was this same Shekinah glory, if you will, that emanated from our Lord Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. But John is instructing us in identifying in who God is that he is light and in him is no darkness at all. This yin and yang deal, don't cut it. If if you've ever seen the, the, the circle and... Part of it's uh, white with a black dot and the other part is black with a white dot. That's an that's a Asian uh, a religious uh, tenet that in every good there's a little bad and in every bad there's a little good. That's a lie of the devil. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is good all the time. He's always been good. He is good. He's always going to be good. He's, he was perfect. He is perfect. He's always going to be perfect. He was infallible. He is infallible. He's always going to be infallible. You know why they stand before the throne and cry out, holy, holy, holy? Because he's always been holy. He's holy now, and he's always going to be holy. Praise God. He is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, we need to appreciate who God is, that he loves us with a pure, eternal, everlasting love. Hallelujah. That he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son to go to that cross and shed his blood and die so that our sorry hides might be saved. What got your attention? You never know what Brother Andy's going to say next, do you? Can I take a little side road? I, I, I've shared this with a couple of folks. I got a phone call from uh, Gene Espy uh, just a couple of days ago and, uh, at the house. And he said, hey, uh, Andy, this is Gene Espy at Sunba News. I thought, what you doing calling me? I thought, I ain't done nothing. <laughs> I ain't going to do nothing. But anyway, somehow he would gotten wind of the fact, and, and as you all know, last week, and I appreciate so much uh, the, the recognition of the church, as I'm, I'm celebrating my 25th anniversary as full-time senior pastor of this congregation. I don't know how Gene Eschby got a hold of that, because uh, I, I had forgotten about it and didn't know what Kevin was going to do when he got up Sunday morning, and, uh, you know, and Dorothy and I came down the front and got the Bible and all that, and, and we're so thankful uh, but he said he wanted to do an interview. Boy, that's dangerous. <laughs> interview with moi? That's dangerous. So I, 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 cause I, wouldn't, I don't want to do nothing to embarrass any of y'all, okay? You know, I, I, I used the, the, the bank robbing illustration, but I have no intention of robbing no bank. But, it, you know, I, I, I sent out a text to a few folks and said, Hey, Gene Espy called me, he wants to interview me, and y'all pray that I don't say nothing stupid. And that was sincere, and I don't think I did. He, want, I, I, he asked me a little bit about my, my family and, and, and everything uh, like that, so hopefully I didn't think, say anything stupid. I don't know if he's going to put it in a paper. I know he, he was going to use one uh, photograph that was made that showed me like this and showed Dorothy like this. I said, Gene, you know, if you go to our church website, there's a much better photograph of Dorothy and I on that. If you would use that, I would appreciate that. Anyway, I'm just using that as as a little, little side road. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He is perfect. He is perfect love. Amen. And we have the privilege to go before he who is perfect and infallible and on top of that loves us. Amen. He is light. In him is no darkness at all. Verse 6. Rubber's fixing to hit the road. If we say that we have fellowship with him talking about God and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Can't have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. It's incompatible. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. If we live a life of submission to the will of God, we have fellowship with one another. Amen. Brother Andy, you know, I ain't heard about no mess going on at your church. You know why? Because we don't believe in mess. We believe in loving one another. We believe in having fellowship with God and fellowshipping with one another. We believe in being kindly, uh, uh, patient Toward one another, we understand that we are but dust, and that some folks are going to have bad days, some folks are going to have a bad week some folks are going to have a bad month, some folks are going to experience difficulty. When they do, and they don't have the strength to walk themselves, we have decided to obey the word of God, and we'll just pick up and carry. It. Amen. We're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Throw the bathwater out, boy. That's another man. You ever got one of those uh, emails that has all these interesting facts? You know where that baby and bathwater deal come up from? Years ago everybody took one bath and one tub with one water. And the baby got the, the last of it, and the water was so dirty by then that you could drop the baby and not see him. I said, yuck. I'd have to build my cabin next to the waterfall, you know? <laughs> we doing that. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Be kind, tender hearted, love one another. Amen. When we do that, this same John instructs us in the third chapter of this book that if we will love, believe in Jesus Christ and love one another, we will be given the tremendous blessing of being able to petition God Almighty and he will hear what we ask for and he will respond. Praise God. If we walk in the light, if we walk in submission to the will of God, we have fellowship with one another and get this, The blood, what we've been singing about this morning. The blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. The blood, Sherry sings that song. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back. The blood that Jesus shed on that cross cleanses us. From all sin. If we walk in submission and obedience to the will of God, having been born again, I'm talking to Christian folks now, there is a continuous application of the blood of Christ on us. And we have been cleansed, we are being cleansed, and we shall be cleansed. Amen. That the grace of God is sufficient. We don't talk and rejoice in the benefits of the blood of Jesus. What he shed, the price that he paid to save us, it washes our sins away. <laughs> that which separates from God separates us from God, the blood of Jesus deals with and removes. So that we now standing in a right relationship having been cleansed because sin's nasty. It's just, it's nasty in that baby in the last of the bathwater. Sin's just nasty. It's dirty. It's awful. It stinks. It's repulsive. It is a stench in the nostrils of God. So he has made remedy for that. But what we don't woo is, is we don't recognize this to the point that we allow it to affect us so that we may begin to produce thanksgiving to God for the work of the shed blood of Jesus Christ in our lives. Hallelujah, I'm saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. I believe we sung about the blood. What do you think the blood does for it for cleanses us? From all sin, it removes the obstacle that's keeping me from living in the will of God. Woo! That blood is powerful enough. You know what else it does? We're going to go to prayer here in just a little bit. It protects me from the enemy of my soul. Woo! It gives me confidence to enter into warfare with the one who lies to me constantly. I'll do this, I'll do that I'll do that. I get so tired of that jump. praise God i brother Charles Kahn years ago at a camp meeting it might have been no, one of them might have been North Georgia, but there had been a doctrine going around about demon possessed Christians that's a false without getting into personalities that's false and boy brother Kahn stood right up, and he told that congregation of church of god people. He said, if there's a devil strong enough to cross the bloodline of Jesus Christ, you come at me right now. You have at it. Come on. I mean, he got like Elijah at Mount Carmel. Come on. You got these folks believing this mess. Here I am. I'm a child of God. I'm washed in the blood. The blood has covered me. If you can cross it, you can have me. Come get me. And he waited for a few seconds. More just And nothing happened. He said, well, let's go on with the service now. Because that didn't happen. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah! And we said, And Lord, help us. The enemy is going to attack us, folks. It's going to happen. All right. We fix and go, Lord, to intercessory prayer because the enemy is attacking several folks. Not only in this congregation, but some people we love who are not a part of this congregation lives in other parts of the country. And we are not to. We are not to assume this pitiful position of weakness and surrender. Jesus Christ himself said, Peter, upon your confession, upon this rock that I am the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, we misunderstand that. Gates don't move. He's not talking about that the enemy is going to come against us, though he is. What he is saying is that you are going to move against the enemy of your soul, that his fixed fortification, his defenses will not be sufficient to withstand you as you walk in the power of my grace, full of my Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I know, I've met some folks over the years. That man, if they was the devil on the sidewalk, they'd jump out of the way. When this brother or sister walked down the street, praise God. I, I tell you what one comes to mind right now, Sister Joan Marsh. Sister Joan Mars, one of the loveliest people I've ever met in my life. Brother Kenny tell you that she'd forgive the devil. She just, she just loving. And there ain't a mean bone in that, sis. But I promise you when she goes to Walmart, if there's demons at the door, they jump out of the way when that sister walks through. Amen. They got to get out of the way. I want They Some folks may may be full of the devil, but they feel something. That sis walks through. Praise God. Why the spirit of the Lord is in her. I dare say brother Moses, sister Amaji in India, there's a bunch of demon possessed people in India. They worship them over there. But when she walks down the street, I'm here to tell you, there's a part of the ways. Why? Because there is a blood washed, born again, Holy Ghost filled Child of God, hallelujah, who has been given the victory as a blessing of her Savior. We are not weak. We are not victims. We are not poor and pitiful. And if you want to rile me, don't get around me with, well, the devil's been on me. Get him off. Amen. Get him. It feels good to get him off. We're about to go to war in prayer. We're going to come against the design and the enemy of the soul of man. We're going to come against what the enemy is trying to do in the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ because we love them that much. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. We're going to believe God in this house. And you know what? God Almighty is going to move on our behalf when we do because we have been washed By the blood of Jesus, we have been purchased by this same blood. It was the price of our redemption. We have been bought with a price. We're not like everybody else. We are not ordinary people. We are the children of God. We're going to inherit an eternal kingdom. Amen. And the more junk we see going on in this world, the more encouraged we are by this truth that his coming is soon and very soon. That trumpet is going to sound. He's going to step forward. The dead in Christ are going to rise. And those of us who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's not everybody on this planet. That's just a minority. Now, I don't say this to engender any kind of holiness, haughtiness. We're not to get proud in ourselves because it ain't us. It's him. It's not Andy's holiness. It's the holiness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have been made the righteousness by his grace and by what he did. And see, that's the wonderful thing about it. When we inspect ourselves, boy, we don't want to do that every day. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of, I have a genetic tendency to do this or that or, you know, I've got this weakness or I've got this fault. Or I remember back on a particular failure, you know, And we dwell on that and we look at ourselves and the enemy supports that position. Yeah, you're poor, you're weak, you're pitiful, you're not. You're not. You're a child of God. I got a little grandson, y'all know my little grandson, Grayson Tyler, just started walking. And boy, he thinks he's the stuff now. He gets up, he walks, walk, 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 walk. You can get with, with, ask Dorothy. She gonna get with those things, find out how many Step she takes in day when she's watching Grayson. Uh, Grayson is taking him. And he gets into everything. And you have to watch him. If you don't, he'll be on the roof of the house. So when Dorothy's doing something uh, that she can't watch him right then, we get him like on you know, Mondays. The old brother Andy watches him. And he's walking, and I'm walking behind him. And he thinks he's doing all this big stuff, but he's not because his granddaddy's watching over him. He just a little old boy toddling around. He don't know. All, I mean, he's smart, but he don't know everything. He hasn't learned yet. Don't touch that eye, cause it's hot. But see what he don't know is that granddaddy's walking right behind him. And you know what? He don't pay me no attention at all. <laughs> and when he gets to a place where he's about to get in trouble or he's about to get hurt. Suddenly, out of nowhere, here comes granddaddy's arm. Woo, come on, Gray. You can't get into that. It's followed by instruction. Our Heavenly Father does the same thing. If you're a child of God, you are being watched over by the one who loves you more than anybody else can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying we're not going to have to deal with stuff in this life. We live in a sin-cursed world. It's bad. We're going to have to deal with junk. But praise God, as a child of God, he has given me grace to deal with whatever comes down the road. Amen. we got issues right now with folks that the enemy is really fighting them, taking the battle to them. And they're weak. They're not really able to fight for themselves. What does that mean? That's why the church exists. We fight for them. When the enemy's trying to beat you down, you go, whew, And sometimes it's, it's just an overwhelming experience. Wow. I had a situation, and I feel bad. I, I, I went in a, a, a store the other day to have some, I went to a jewelry store to have a, uh, batteries changed my cheap watches and there was a lady in there and she was talking to the lady that uh, owned the store and she just went down this litany of stuff this had happened that had happened the other had happened I'm in there and I'm thinking Lord you know I don't want to turn this business into a pulpit and, but I, I began to pray for her I Lord help this lady and the lady she was talking to is, is a fine Christian woman and she was sharing with her, well, you, you, need to, you need to get in church. And what she meant by that, you need to get in the company of saints. You need to get around some folks that pray for you because that's your help. That's where, you, that's where your help is coming from. And there are going to be times, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I use Richie as an example a lot, but Richie couldn't help himself in that intensive care unit, that hospital at Cartersville. He was beyond helping himself, but there was a church. There was a church that knew how to pray. There was a church of folks who loved one another and believed God. Amen. There may be time when you say, Brother Andy, I'm just overwhelmed by the circumstances that I'm having to face. I have good news. You come to the right place. You came to the right place. Why? Because we will pray for you. Not only will we pray for you, we will pray with you. We will believe God with you. And if we need to carry you, we will carry you. Amen. Till you get your strength back and your feet back on the floor. Because we don't know if next week or next month or the next day you may need to carry me. But the thing is this. We are going to carry one another till we get to the house. Praise God. Because we are bound together by this single truth. That the blood of Jesus has washed away our sins and has made us the children of God. Hallelujah. Verse 8, John goes on to say, we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, here we go. If we confess our sins, not to me, don't confess your sins to me. I can't do nothing about it. You might knock me cross-eyed, but don't confess your sins to me. When I was 8 years old, I grew up in a Baptist church, and my pastor asked, uh, he asked for folks you know, for salvation, and nobody came. He said, Well, if there's somebody that you want to pray for, uh, you come on down. I was eight years old, and I said, i want to pray for my daddy, because my daddy needed prayer. So I went down, and I thought I told him this was all my stuff my daddy did. But Brother Swenson, Brother Swenson, the precious man, I, I look forward to seeing him in the kingdom of God. I love that guy, Jimmy Swenson. His wife, I, lo- I love him to death. I just a little. but I, You know, my daddy drinks and he runs around and he chases skirts and, he, and he, he's mean to us and all. And boy, brother, this <laughs> you wouldn't believe what this child has told me that he does. No, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I can't drive, I'm eight. And I don't like girls. But Brother Swenson didn't know that. He got me baptized in water straight up, boy. <laughs> but my point is, this, he couldn't do anything about my sins if I had been guilty of all that stuff. The one to whom we confess is Christ Jesus the Lord. Isn't that great? Isn't that such a great relief? It is to me. Amen. Don't knock me cross eyed. You oh, what I did. Like. I'm no Roman Catholic priest. I'm not gonna put you in a closet, you know. Yes, my child, tell me it's none of my business. A And I can't do nothing about it. B. But I'll tell you this. If you will have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He will hear your faintest cry. Amen. We confess our sin. He is faithful and just. To forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can't beat that. I remember Brother Dolby Bethune years ago. It's part of his testimony. If, it cost, if salvation costs money, I would never be saved because I ain't got enough money to pay for it. I'll never forget Brother Doyle saying that. And he's so right. Amen. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Of, and the devil don't want you to know that because the devil does not want you to live in confidence. He does not want you to live with the peace of knowing that no matter what my situation is, even if I mess up, I can call on the name of the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. That prodigal and that pig pen knew better. He knew better. He wasted all of his money, his inheritance, threw it away. I mean, he, did, he just, you know, went to wherever and, and blew it. And he's broke and he's hungry and he gets with a guy He ain't got no business having pigs anyway and he's in the pig pen And what he's feeding the pigs, he's so hungry, he's about ready to eat it himself and gets it right there. But because he is a son, because of his experience of his upbringing, he had an epiphany. It occurred to him. The grace of God moved on him. And he said, you know what? I don't have to do this. I don't have to eat this mess I don't have to live in this pig pen. I don't have to smell the way I smell. I don't have to look the way I look. There is a way out for me. Mr. Pig Pen owner, goodbye. I'm out of the pen. What did he do? He walked straight home. I'm willing, when I get to the house, I'm going to tell my daddy, Daddy, I messed up. I'm sorry. I'm going to confess my sins to my father. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm willing to be just a hired hand. I'm willing to do that because even your hired hands don't eat that mess I was fixing to bite. We ain't got no pigs in this house anyway, being Jews. I'm not, I don't have to live that way. And he was willing to submit himself to being a servant A hired hand, just another fellow on the ranch. But as he goes up the driveway, his father looks out the window and sees him. And does he go down and say, Well, have you had enough of what you've done? Are you proud of yourself? You look awful. You smell, you smell like a pig. What do you want here? Why, why did you come back here? You left, you blew your money, and now you're coming back here? No, 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 no. I enjoy giving the enemy a black eye. I want to give him one right now. When the father saw that boy walking up that driveway, he run out of the house. Met him at the end of the driveway and threw his arms around him and said, Welcome home, son. My son that was dead is now alive. Hallelujah. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a celebration. Get this boy cleaned up. Put the robe around his shoulders. Put the signet ring on his finger. For my son has come back home. We serve a God who is faithful and just. And when the enemy tells you, why don't you just hang it up? Why don't you just give up? You're helpless. You're hopeless. You can go to the house. You can call on his name. And when you do, you will hear his response. He will not turn yeah, I'm talking to somebody. I've got to close my eyes. I think I'm staring at them. My Lord, he will not turn you away, but he will forgive you and he'll cleanse you to the uttermost. Because that's who he is and that's what he does. We have fellowship with God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a relationship with God. Amen. We have communication with with God, and we have a mutual understanding with God through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the good news is if you carried sin in with you this morning, you can leave this house without it. Amen. You can leave this house without it because this shed blood, when you say Lord and call on His name, the blood is applied and you are cleansed. And your sins are forgiven. And you are born again. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And from that moment on, you live with the not the fear of the coming of the Lord, but an expectation of the coming of the Lord. How many folks in this house, under the sound of my voice right now, say, Brother Andy, I am looking forward to the resurrection. I am looking forward to the catching away of the church. I am looking forward to the return of Jesus. Praise God. It's what gets me by every day. It is the abundant life that He promised, not that we would be exempt from troubles and trials in a sin-cursed world, but that we would live every day in the expectation that today may be the day that the Lord comes back. Glory to God, wouldn't it be great? Even so, as this same John declared in the book of Revelation, he said, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And you can have that same peace. You can experience the same joy. You can have the same strength and confidence. By calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing to him, amen. Like the song says, confess to him your every sin. He'll save and cleanse you, give you peace and joy Then Somebody had the spirit of God on them when he wrote that song. But it's so true. We can have fellowship with God. Stand with me all over the house.